you unlock this benefit with the key of Patreon. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of thought. A dimension of speculation. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both waffle and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed into the podcast zone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our trek through the Twilight Zone. Julia and I are working our way through it episode by episode in little nugget-sized pieces of information and opinion dropped just for you. And this, we have reached the episode Elegy. Uh, and so this is a th- another three-man mission. <laughs> they love their three-men missions in, in the Twilight Zone. They land on a version of Earth 650 million miles away from the planet Earth, yet it is 200, set 200 years uh, before their time and everybody is frozen in position um and they want to know why so julian what were your thoughts on elegy uh this is a flawed episode obviously uh in a lot of ways but i kind of love it anyway i yeah. <laughs> i really like this episode and i yeah it's filled with flaws i mean the the answer to that question is you know this is basically a um cemetery where mm. they honor the dead by you know creating you know a westworld like environment yes. uh just for the dead person which <laughs> i mean and and they do this on an asteroid with an another asteroid with an atmosphere um you know none of this really makes sense but <laughs> i still love it anyway i still i've got questions I need you to explain part of what this, how this cemetery works because of the dates that they associate with it uh, that really baffled me. But um, I do... This Westworld was on my notes. Yeah. Westworld really sprung up for me on this one. Um, the, the other one is it felt like a weird Star Trek episode. Mm-hmm. Like th- This felt like I can imagine Kirk and Spock landing here and being going like, you know, like, wow, this is a perfect replication of, of 20th century Earth, you know, sort of like. I thought the same thing. And it, except at Star Trek, the answer would be like, uh, what well, we dropped a book on this planet and they were so influenced by this awesome book describing cool eras from Earth history. They built this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it had that real air to it. Um, I love the confusion from the three astronauts. Like they're going around, like you know, and they're talking about because obviously, and there's this sort of, there's no, um, there's no sort of like big exposition that sort of goes well over the last two hundred years. There's been this war in the world. There's bits and there's nuggets of it you go through and you sort of get. So even the script is is done well enough that the exposition of what has happened since the twentieth century, because they're from twenty one eighty seven, um, has been that like the world is almost uninhabitable um and there's been this nuclear war it's taken 200 years to sort of and then the the new wait this is the word bit the nuclear war started in 1985 um and so you know it, it's these dates that sort of throw me out it's obviously it's 59 so that it, it makes sense but yeah it was it was i liked parts of this episode and i also love the reveal of the little sort of like the the little old man um which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, I, 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 I was really digging this episode from the offset. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think part of it comes from us loving, I thought of Red Dwarf too, and, you know, yes. Red Dwarf and Star Trek. Legion, and, you know. Legion was what came to mind for me. The episode of Legion from season six of Red Dwarf came to mind with this episode as well. But yes, no, I agree. Yeah, I kept thinking of Wax World. Yes. Uh, oh, that was the other one, yes. Yeah, I mean, 
I, so yeah, I mean, it's it's founded in a mystery. I mean, and we did almost have nuclear war in the 1980s, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you know, and and the timeline is is that you know, obviously, this is made in um, uh, 1959. Actually, you know, 1960 it airs February. So um, you know. It was utterly realistic at that time to think that, yes, we would have colonized space enough such that Happy Glades, the cemetery, would have been founded in 1973 on an asteroid. You know, like, we, you know, um, you know, forget Arthur C. Clarke. We don't need 2001. By 73, we'll have gone to Jupiter and we'll there'll be enough commercial enterprise in space that we're colonizing asteroids for the indulgence of dead rich people? Question right. mark. I, that's that's like that's there are two questions I have, and I need <laughs> okay. you to answer them for me. So I have it, all the answers, having written this episode. <laughs> so it's well, I think I just missed it from watching it. <laughs> so, so those body, those people, every single person is a corpse. No, um, he, the Wickwire, the the androids, is asked this, and he says. Like, for example, uh, the guy who wants to be mayor is a corpse, Uh, but not everybody else is. And the implication is that they're sort of, if not robots, they're wax statues or something. Right. So So it's it's a it's a it's a um... it's not like other people like their dream was like, I want to hear that guy who wanted to be mayor. Okay. so this was my this was the question then, because I had was like, so do the rich people get to have their scene played out and the poor people get to be the participants? And so that was where my head was going. So like, yeah, the, the richest guy was like, I wish to be mayor or I wish to be because the woman who is and this because the woman who won the beauty pageant. And this is yeah. going to sound awful. And I'm sorry for this, but like, I was like, you know, winner love. <laughs> yeah, no, that's quite true. What, what's weird about that is like that would have been an awesome clue. And I love that you brought that up. I mean, it's completely correct. And there are these beautiful women lined up behind her. Mm. And she's a sort of homely, you know, older woman with glasses on who's clearly mm. you know you looked at her and you think you know that's a stereotypical librarian that actress gets a yes. lot of librarian roles um and that would have been an awesome clue except that the astronaut comes up to her and says like like i sure agree with the judges baby <laughs> you know, like, well, i was wondering about that as well because he's from 200 years into the future so i was like oh is he trying to be nice you know, because they because there's a there's a question at one point, a great question where they're like, are we moving a lot faster in time? Yeah. Are these all frozen? You know, or are they moving a lot slower? But then they play the music and you're like, well, no, they can't because we're hearing music in real time. Yeah. Um, and so but when you get yeah, when he sees it, he sort of says he says, um, yeah, the judges made a good choice. But I don't know whether it was sexualized or if he's being like i don't know like just nice but i and i felt bad at that point for thinking like no she's not a winner like i felt really that's my modern you know take on it and so no, it was I, weird felt, I, I felt that way too and i i found myself thinking like was she attractive in 1960 <laughs> like like is, is is that like a legit fetish in 1960 uh and then am i the the same thing. Am I the asshole? You know, here that was my point. Was like, yeah, am I? Yeah, because it's it stuck out, and I was like, am I being the dickhead here? Am I being horrible? Yeah. Um, but then my point, yeah. So like, was she the rich one? Could she afford to be then at that point of this? Um, 
you know, the staged uh, environment, and then all the others are like the corpses of the poor that are used. And I was like, I don't know how this works. Like, here at Delos Corporation, we make your dream come true. And if you want to win a beauty pageant, we, we, we don't know how to really make androids. So what we do is we go around and we kill, we slaughter a bunch of really attractive women to make them, you know, stand-ins in your Seriously, dream. there is a film there where that those women were paid an awful lot of money to their families. Their families were, got, you know, were gotten out of a problem and their bodies were donated for this purpose. But I don't know. But that, I, was, uh, I was watching this going like, I don't know how this works. Because then no, I was there, thinking... There is- one line of dialogue where Wick mm. Wire says, "There's a you know he's asked, is everybody here? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think you I know, must. Yeah. I just missed it. Yeah, and Wick um, Wire says, you know, no, so you know, so some of and, and, some I, of and the other thing is that's logical because he's an android, right? Mm. You know, and he has skin, but he's an android. So obviously, if you can make an android like this, you should be able to make a mannequin." Yes, you know, look, he doesn't say what those people are, but so basically, so there's priced... no need to go around killing supermodels. Yeah. If you're listening to this, <laughs> don't go around killing supermodels to set up your own awesome cemetery display for yeah. yourself. You know, we all know that would be cool, but that's not okay to do, people. No, no, we're not endorsing that in the slightest. Um, but one of the things, like, again, we a bit like the one where there was that one guy on an asteroid, and it was there, it was like his prison asteroid. The, the logistics of doing this baffled me because again i'm like because the wit um wit, Witwire makes a really there's a really cool moment where he's like are you alive or are you on uh are active and he says well no i'm only active because you're here to observe me mm-hmm. and so you know the rest of the time i'm turned off and so i was like so did people come to visit this cemetery how did you get bodies here like you know did, were they embalmed on earth and then sent out and then positioned like i was trying to sort of like fathom the logistics of this and again i'm like this makes no financial sense whatsoever you know it it was it weirded me out as a cultural uh step but yeah i'm still sort of like yeah okay this is weird but i'm gonna sort of go with it um what are your thoughts on the twist ending um well i you know, I the the fact that he I, I just want to say that's the Legion thing, right? Is that he's mm-hmm. not on until they're there. That was yeah. Yeah, and you're completely right about the not making any kind of financial sense. Although delightfully so. I yes. just love, you know, <laughs> the idea that, you know, yeah, sure, we'll set up a prison on an asteroid, but this is so much more elaborate and for dead people. Yeah. Um so you know, the twist ending is that Wickwire kills the three of them. Um yeah, I mean I'm fine with it. I don't know why he he absolutely has to uh, kill them. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me. But it, you know, I'm more bothered by the fact that he assumes that they want to be astronauts for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Uh, I thought it would have been cooler. Like one of them observes. You know, they have this debate about um, whether or not they'd like to live there, mm-hmm. um, and it would have been. If the whole point is to sort of give people their let make their dreams come true only after they stop dreaming, which is quite a good line, um, then he properly should be have asked that question before they died and maybe well, put one in that house. And I thought that, yeah, I was going to say I wanted them to be overheard. I wanted them to have that conversation as they were walking along at some point and somebody being like, or they see a diner or they see something that are like, oh yeah, this, this would be, a, you know, how cool would it be to be here? 
you know, and then for that to be the reveal at the end that they've actually been incorporated into one of those other periods in history rather than the, the, the spaceship. However, all I could think about in the ending was going back to Red Dwarf because this was a this, Legion was my first Red Dwarf reference. I hadn't thought of Waxworld, and I'm glad you brought that up. But the second one was Crichton because mm. all I could think yes. of like, he's like <laughs> he's been here for 200 years, and all I could think of like, well, he's got droid rot then. And all he is doing is tending to a bunch of skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, this episode is basically that episode of Red Dwarf. So they go to the uh, the Nova Five, and, and <laughs> so I was like, that's all I could think about at the end of this episode. All of that's good of Red Dwarf was just stolen from Elf. <laughs> yes. That's that we've established. But even Wickwire is, you know, he's you know practiced taxidermy and he's put them mm. in place on the spaceship, right? Which again, you know, you're right. I mean, in fact, when they talk about what they really want, they're going to that house where they meet Wickwire. And he is so Wickwire, it, all he has to do is be able to hear like 60 yards or something. And he mm. would have heard that conversation. Um, but yeah, when Wickwire is, he's using a feather duster on them. And the idea <laughs> is that he sort of is dusting them. And then he turns himself off in this nice contented pose with the duster next to him. All he needed to do is say, you know, is go, woo, 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 you know, yeah. woo, 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 I love you, sirs, you know, like, yeah. oh, how are we doing, mom, you know, and he would be Crichton. Well, he does, because he, 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 one of the things I found most like, interesting about it is that when he is revealed, like, because they give you these little moments of mystery throughout the episode, and when they go to the beauty pageant, like, which suggests to me she was the last person to be placed in that cemetery. Because he's at the beauty pageant, uh, and he's in one of the seats. Ah, and, he and as okay. they li as they leave, yeah. he turns around with a smile on his face, and I'm like, he's got this like, cheeky grin, and I'm like, is he grinning because he's got guests, or is he grinning because he's like, oh, more people to kill? I don't, I don't know. Like it's, I was thinking like almost like a Mister Mixelplick sort of like you know, is this sort of like you know this nymph, this imp kind of character because he's quite impish, he's quite sort of like playful. But it's like quite, a, you know, but you. this tells me you can't visit your relatives on the cemetery because the moment you land is like, uh, no, 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 you're alive. No living people here. Thank you very much. This is the dead world. I forget. Why does he kill them? What is what is the justification well, again, this that is he'll disrupt the beautiful cemetery? No, it, it, it's never really fully explained. But basically, he says you wish to live here and only dead mm. people get to live here. So. And you can't leave because you don't have any fuel. So I'm going to kill you so you can live here. Like it's this weird yeah. droid rot logic. And that's, <laughs> that's the only that's the only way I can explain it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess presumably somebody coming to visit, flying out to this asteroid to visit, uh, would be a visitor and thus able to leave and thus, you know, Wickwire wouldn't feel like he had to kill them. Mm. I mean, obviously, the killing is just the justification to get the sort of final shot of them incorporated. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that stuff doesn't make sense. But I mean, it is a delightful twist mm. at the end. And, and I, I have to say, you know, I'm so partial to, I guess, um, mel you know, not exactly melancholy endings, but, you know, uh, misandric endings uh, that I, yeah. I quite like. The idea that, you know, I mean, Earth has gone through a nuclear war. I mean, we don't know what Earth looks like. It's recovered enough to send the spaceship out. 
But, you know, there's this asteroid that's just like, Earth could be annihilated, and aliens find this asteroid that's like, what was going on here? Yeah. <laughs> that's the episode I want. It's like you say, some aliens like land on this, and they're just like, oh, Earthlings, man. They just they just leave things everywhere. Look at it. Like, yeah, it's a weird episode. I, I think it's a, I did like this episode. It was a well-done episode. I like the mystery as it sort of plays out. Like you say, there's little clues throughout it. Um, it's interesting. There's there's some interesting ideas. They talk about obviously you know time distortion at one point, um, and all these other things. So like, no, I I I just like this episode. Like, it's not a banger. It's like you know, it's never going. I don't yeah. would say it was a classic, but like. There's some good moments and some good ideas. So, no, I, I thought this was a good episode. Actually. I enjoyed this. Yeah, I did too. I, I really loved it. You know, it's it's more fun than mm. meticulously done, right? I mean, yeah. and yes, the logistical stuff is, is crazy. I did have one question, which is, you know, you were talking about how the beauty pageant is, is sort of the most recent one to die, right? Mm. Why does the clock not have hands? point i don't know because no one's there to read the time i don't know i mean you know there is this scene where they go and they say the clock doesn't have hands and i felt like i kept thinking oh time is moving differently you know was my first thought and i would seen this before but i mm. had forgotten it um and then you hear the music and you think and i'm thinking i hope they're smart enough not to follow through on that yeah. and then you have the hand and and why, so, given the explanation that we do get, why are the hands missing from the clock? It's not like the beauty contestant, you know, I mean, I guess, is, is that just a metaphor? Did the beauty contestant say, you know, when I die and you stuff me and you <laughs> put these, you know, mannequins around me, worshipping me for all eternity, um, you know, I mean, take those needles, take the hands off the clock. The, the only thing that I think of is that time doesn't pass here. So there's no need to have hands on a clock. It's the only thing I can think of. Like, li- not literal time, but this idea of they've all been, uh, as you say, sort of like, you know, um, what's we're looking for? Yeah. Stuffed. For better one of the phrase. Like they, they, the time doesn't pass. These are, these are sort of just fixed um, displays more than anything. So, yeah, that, that's the only thing I can think of. But, um no, it was a good episode. I enjoyed this one. It was, it was, it made me chuckle a few times. Probably in the wrong places, you know, unintentionally. <laughs> um, but still, it was, it was, it was good fun to watch. Um, any final thoughts before we leave it? Yeah, I, I concur with you. Um, you know, uh, there are two suns on this asteroid, even mm. though this this episode has the classic problem of science fiction, where they say they're six hundred and fifty-five million miles away from Earth. That's in our solar system, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know why it's got two suns or that, you know, having it be in a solar system with two suns makes it even more preposterous than yeah. just sending <laughs> stuff out from 1973 to build these cemeteries, um, you know, on an asteroid in, in Alpha Centauri or something, you know. When, uh, especially so when you sort of, you know, especially when you're like, we, we, we have a moon, we have a lump yeah. of rock that goes around our planet like you know yeah not to mention an asteroid belt which if you need an asteroid you know if the moon's been destroyed in the nuclear wars or something um but i i I did one little thing is that i found myself wondering like i love the idea of like alien culture and stuff Mm -hmm. like this and i think why isn't this 
what we do instead of having mortuaries. Like, granted, not everybody can get this, but this, this, you know, if I could get this, this sounds like an awesome thing. I would totally be down. Yeah, well, I've, I'm already putting my order in. Um, you know, I've, I've con- I'm going to contact a taxidermist and be like, yeah, I want to be wearing these clothes. I want to be in this position, and it's written. In, it's going to be written to my will. You know that I I want to really creep out my grandkids. Uh, being stood in the corner. Although no, in my family, I'd probably end up being used as a tie rack or something just to hang things over. But you're in those orders. You're you are using a proton pack, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm in full costume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eternally yeah. zapping that goes yeah <laughs> right ladies and gentlemen as always thank you so much for listening thank you so much for supporting i hope you're enjoying our trek through the twilight zone uh, as much as we are because it's been fantastic and uh, i hope you know you'll listen in to the next episode so thank you very much guys we'll talk again soon